You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Listen live on 98.7 or 98.3 FM or stream live from rwpfm.com.au. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. Simon Mulvaney, he's involved with Save the Bees and Be the Cure. And he's actually been involved in a legal dispute with Capilano, which is a big ASX-listed public company that uh, has quite a a prominent position in the market in Australia and around the world. You've been uh, talking about some updates on the legal battle with Capilano, and we do have some podcasts on our website, and they're also on the Be The Cure website. I think you've got some links back to some of your media stuff that you've done with us and others on this subject. But just update us on Capilano. You said you had a victory, but they're still pursuing you. What's what's going on yeah, there? Yeah, so we got, I think you call it a statement of claim or something from Capilano with, it, it was totally unreasonable. Mm. It, it went for pages and pages of stuff and so I ended up representing myself in Sydney and and explaining to the judge how unreasonable this was and she agreed with me but suggested I find a solicitor. I found a great one down on the peninsula. I I saw him at the footy and he listened to me. His name's Michael Moorhead. We narrowed down the the orders or, or what we wanted to achieve and one thing that was obvious to us was they were bullying me i'm in victoria yet i was expected to go to sydney to which uh, you did represent myself which mm. i did mm. and then the judge said well where's capilano they're in brisbane well why is this being held in sydney mm. you know i understand well the lawyers are in sydney so right. that's why you've done it so most people it's, it's quite expensive i've had to go to sydney four or five times now right the worst thing about the whole thing is I think the Australian beekeepers had enough of it. I've had enough of it. It's affecting the Australian honey's reputation overseas. I'm really easy to negotiate with. I don't know if it's an ego thing or a bully type thing, but they don't want to see themselves losing. Mm. But I am under good authority that this has already cost the shareholders of Capilano millions of dollars now. Is that through the share price falling because of bad publicity? No, that's the legal um, expense. And um, that was mentioned in in, in court. The judge asked Capilano how much they've spent, but Mm. it was in the millions of dollars. Wow. And I've been... This is all to silence little Simon Mulvaney from from, uh, the Mornington Peninsula down in Victoria. And, And look, I'm fortunate we live in this day of the internet because... Yep. I was able to crowdfund yep. um, my litigation and and right. so for their millions I may have been up to forty thousand dollars if that forty thousand dollars could have been spent on more beehives or mm. or other ways and think so, of all that think of what that millions that Capilano spent think of what that could have been you know the good use that that could have been put to uh, yeah look I, I throw the olive branch out a few times and say let's work together on lifting the reputation of Australian honey mm. I think they have spent plenty of money in researching medicinal honeys and so forth so if you look at our pages we've both got around 50,000 followers I think they've got 40,000 but if we joined you know that group we could really do great things Mm. rather than fight it out in court I'm really pushed into a corner and how did you go with your crowdfunding I didn't know you could actually I mean it sounds like you can you can probably 
uh, crowdfund anything basically if you've got a project that you want to get off the ground provided people are prepared to make their little payments to you so so you went out and hit your your followers on uh, social media and the people who know your website and asked them to support you in in your um, dispute with capilano honey tell us about that process how quickly look, look, so, did you, you so got you got the money pretty quickly i, I did and the first one i only asked for two thousand dollars to fly me there and i ended up getting twelve thousand dollars donated so that was great um um, in since that time when I've had to hire lawyers and so forth, that that amount of money has had to increase that, that I've been requesting. Mm. But it's very exciting for me in terms of looking at environmental issues in the future. It was very hard for the environment to have a voice and to raise the funds to fight these big billion-dollar corporations. Mm. But now we can do it by galvanising. So if the issue is important enough and we can galvanise the right type of people, and I'll be definitely up for hearing other causes and, and using the community I've galvanised mm. to do more crowdfunding for these type of issues in the future. Right. You said off air to me that the judge reinstated your crowdfunding. So Capilano or their lawyers were saying that you weren't entitled to the the proceeds that you'd raised through crowdfunding. Was that was that what they were trying to argue? They, they actually sort of got me at a weak spot. I had a the previous legal team I had. I found out had a connection with Kerry Stokes, who mm. owns Capilano. Right, and I wasn't really happy with their advice, and I had secondary advice, and someone suggested I get rid of. The, so the legal team. conflict of interest. There, there were, for me, it was a massive conflict of interest. Mm. Capilano asked the judge to remove maybe a hundred different articles I'd written, and one of those links was the crowdfunding. And so they had removed my crowdfunding that had been so successful. Then I went back to get crowdfunding permission specifically from the judge to make sure I wasn't going to breach any orders. And she said it was fine to crowdfund the litigation. Mm-hmm. Because it's an access to justice issue. If you've got me who's got a few grand and they've got a few, you know, millions of dollars, what hope do any of us have? But with crowdfunding, we've sort of got a glimmer of hope. It democratises the whole thing a bit, yeah. And I'm just actually having a look because I remember if you did a search for Save the Bees, wasn't it taking you straight to Capilano, honey? Is that still the case or...? I think they've learnt from that mistake. I think that that definitely is evidence of the bullying that they've done, was putting ad words on my name. I just did a search and Be The Cure came up at the top of the list. So that business of them basically you know, paying to get at the top, the top of the search results, that came up in court, did it? That was something that was mentioned? It was definitely mentioned between me and the lawyer. Capilano actually debated on the bully clause for two days, so we're very limited with the amount of time you get particularly in the Supreme Court in New South Wales for defamation. So we just narrowed it down and said, look, well, we have to travel to Sydney. We should be able to do this in Victoria or Brisbane, where the client was from. Mm. And the judge agreed Mm. that it was bullying on that small term and and that you know enables me to write quite a bit about Capilano. Mm. And in recent weeks, um, I wrote one article about how these sales at the supermarkets and these price wars between Coles and Woolworths, Mm. there was some honey, Capilano honey, sold for $3 for, I think, a 500-gram bottle or something. And I was saying it it just sends shivers down all of us when we see that pricing. Mm. And um, and then those nightmares have become reality recently. But that article I wrote had 300,000 views. Yeah, look, it, it was really important for me to be able to get that 
freedom of speech back to um, sure. Just moving on, and I think you've already said this, but you might want to elaborate, but uh, Capilona justified the price cuts and, and some of this uh, competitive pricing that you've just described in supermarkets for honey, and they've blamed that on a, a, a drop in the international wholesale price of honey. Mm. So do you regard that as, as a reasonable argument? If they are honestly packaging stuff and saying this is made from local and, and imported ingredients, and the prices that they're that are being achieved overseas is forcing you know, the, the price of honey down. Isn't it fair for that to be reflected in the supermarket price in Australia? Country of origin is what I'm asking on a petition. I've got a change.org petition with, I think, 50,000 signatures at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think they've achieved it with fruit and with seafood. And it just seems logical for me, for a consumer to be able to walk into a supermarket and see what country their honey's coming from. Mm-hmm. And I think if that was the case, you'd get two sort of markets here. One would be the price for imported honey and one would be the price for Australian honey. And from my little bit of research I've done, if you have put China on the label of honey, not many people are going to buy it and it's going to force the price of Australian honey up. Mm-hmm. I don't think Australia should import honey at all. The other thing Capilano mentioned in their letter was there was great supply of honey from Australia this year and they sort of said it was a glut of honey coming in. Now, how can you put on your packages there's a shortage so we're importing and paying beekeepers less because there's a glut. Mm. I think Australia should easily be able to sustain uh, their own honey and for the pure fact of the fact that we don't have varroa mite, Mm. we, we should not be diluting our honey with honey that could be easily sourced here given that there's a glut that had a really good crop this year Mm. and and high quality without the miticides and without other foreign diseases because honey can also bring diseases in and and the honey that comes here isn't treated right so it should really be if it was to come here it should be irradiated before it does in case it does carry diseases okay and and it's not at the moment so the no. actual honey itself can can wind up getting into the into the wild and having an effect on local populations yep and it, and it's illegal to feed bees honey and leave honey outside mm-hmm. um, really? for that reason right and okay. there's a disease called american fowl brood and mm-hmm. it's been decimating bees particularly in northern queensland at the moment okay so a lot of those beekeepers are extremely frustrated with the fact that this imported honey is coming in. Mm. There's never really been a major awareness program to let people know that. And I think rosellas and other birds do eat honey and people feed them and then other bees will forage on that as well mm-hmm. and take it back to the hive and then all of a sudden, you know, you can wipe out a whole apiary. Right. Just to go back to the petition that you've got on change.org, how do people, if they want to sign on for that, what's what's the process? You just go to the website change.org? The best way is, is if you go to Save the Bees Australia on Facebook, mm-hmm. There's a top link on there. the top article, and then you'll see a link to change.org there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also all over the website as well, which is www.bethecure.com. Yep. I think one of the triumphs I've had in the last few years and I don't monitor how Save the Bees Australia is going on the amount of money coming in. But what has been really good is the honey... I created a honey map where you can buy honey directly off the beekeepers. Right. 
that's been used 380,000 times now mm-hmm. and it's actually been going global. And so for me, when people say, what's the solution for bees? I say, well, it's localised small-scale farming mm-hmm. and supporting your local beekeeper mm-hmm. and also trying to grow your own food locally. We're a bit spoiled down in the peninsula. There's a lot of people doing that. It's, yeah, it's exciting time. Mm, great, fantastic. You mentioned that Chinese suppliers of honey are writing to honey packers in Australia and suggesting they import rather than re-export the honey as a product of Australia. Can you explain that? Yeah, a honey packer contacted me recently and they're going to be 100% authentic and only sell Australian honey. But they are absolutely shocked that a Chinese supplier, while they're setting up, has offered them for $1.70 a kilo to get honey directly dropped off to them from China and then saying what you can do, like other companies are doing, is blend it and re-export it. So we've now got ourselves into a situation where I would say maybe dodgy suppliers are even you know, dangling the carrot in front of our packers to do that. So wow. I appreciate the packers sending me that letter. And so you received a copy of a letter from a Chinese company to a local packer? Yes, hmm. saying, why don't you do what the other companies in Australia do and blend the honey and re-export it as an Australian product so, and get a higher price. So, so Exactly. So the Chinese are aware that reputationally they're better if they can kind of get their product out through another country like Australia and then sort of piggyback off the, the better reputation that, that a country like Australia has. Absolutely, except for China, because China's got really strict laws themselves. So, Has they? Yeah, for Australians to sell to China, at their definition of honey is really tight, whereas our definition of honey can accept a certain amount of sugar and high readings of chemical residues and antibiotics hmm. than China can. Really? So, and so how bacteria. do the Chinese manufacturers and producers over there, how do they go selling into their local market? Or they don't. What do they do? So they, they prefer to import for their local, local market. I, I would say that they keep the high quality stuff for themselves and then export the dodgy stuff around the world, particularly to Australia. And then we re-export it to places like Saudi Arabia or, or other places. So, hmm. it, it, you know, one quick fix, this whole solution is banning imported honey. Mm, as New Zealand have, with, yeah. with great effect. Okay, well, we've been talking with Simon Mulvaney. He's got a great website if you want to read more about all this stuff. It's called bethecure.com. It's got information. It's got a little shop. You can support it through purchasing from the online shop that's there. There's news. There's uh, updates on Capilano versus Save the Bees, which is one of the things we've been talking about today. You can also call them if you want to get involved or make a donation on 0400 Yep. Facebook, it's uh, Save the Bees. Instagram, Save the Bees as well, at Save the Bees Australia for both of those. So we'll include links with this on our website. Simon, got anything else you want to add? No, thanks very much for that. No Uh, worries. Good to have you back here. If you're browsing in the supermarket, nice to sort of be getting what you think you're getting and and nice to support Australian beekeepers and local industry. Absolutely. And if we can achieve this with honey, we, we can follow with other foods as well. Thanks for listening. And head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media. We welcome your feedback and suggestion for future shows.